0: In this episode of the Unfold the Soul, bless his heart, leadership podcast, as taxing as student issues can be, I don't find anything more taxing than dealing with dead wood. Girl, he reads from these journals he kept when he was a principal, uncut and uncensored, putting all his business in the street. The podcast, bless his heart. The name, Ken Williams. Now I'm faced with a dicey decision. I've got a teacher who I would love to leave. I would love it if she left. In my opinion, is tired, grumpy, mean, poorly planned, passive-aggressive, defiant, and unhappy. She's not left the school yet, but has expressed that she wants a grade change. I got 455 openings all over the damn building, and I'm not going to move her. Not that I believe she'll be any good anywhere else. It's just that I'm hoping she'll get pissed and leave. (laughs) We'll see. I'm going to send her an email tonight and let her know, and I'll face the music tomorrow. All right, baby, let's get into this. I've said it before, I'll say it again. The principalship and entrepreneurship have both forced me to be better at issues that involve attention to detail. And moving dead wood, teachers that got to go, staff members that got to go, kid killers. Unfortunately, in many districts, it takes an act of Congress to move people out. And admittedly, I've used that as an excuse to not do what I'm supposed to do, which is to put pen to paper. I mean, whatever the evaluation process is. And so I'm going to say, first off, pen to paper is the best route. One, it provides you an opportunity to, you know, provide support and resources, documentation, all the things we want teachers to do before they, make final conclusions about students right have evidence not hunches not nuance but evidence and i know it's a pain in the ass in most places and i'm not i'm far removed from the principalship but not that far removed to not remember the pain of that you know deadlines and having this in before 31 days and all that stuff man but i got better at it i got better at you know leveraging my human resources at work you know trying to take some things off my plate that others can do and probably do better so I can focus on the things that are really important I'm also not making excuses but I had the hot mess express and as poorly as I described this teacher in the journal entry she wasn't even in the top 10 issues I was dealing with at the school she would not even in the top 10 you know if I prioritized the shit show that was going on there that said I don't offer excuses, you know, if I were better organized, if I leveraged my assistant principal, secretary and bookkeeper better, pop, you know, I, I could have gotten things done, but I did. I did not get around to evaluating her out and she needed to go. She needed to go. So I went bootleg style, baby. I went bootleg style. <laughs> and sometimes what I'm saying is sometimes you got the finesse and finagle shit this way, but dope, you can't lead on it. This is not the first time I've done the uh, the old grade level thing, you know. Someone passed the trash on me one time. A damn principal. I'm gonna say their name so damn bad, but I won't do it. I I'm, I'm won't. Jesus won't let me do it, but I want to. Damn principal who half mentored me when I got to the district, told me about this great teacher she had who wanted to change, and she sent her ass over here and she was sorry as hell, not in terms of pedagogy, but management. I mean, one of these teachers got the cell phone out in the middle of the classroom calling mamas and grandmamas up, putting kids on blast in front and then telling me shit like, I I only teach fifth grade. So, you know, she wasn't, her performance wasn't poor enough to really evaluate her out. So I, you know, I moved to the kindergarten (laughs) knowing that she was going up and leave. And my kindergarten teachers were pissed off with me. And I tried to... See, this is one of those things you can't tell teachers this stuff because it's not appropriate, right? It's not appropriate to say these things to teachers. So I I tried my best to, to say, just hang on. I don't think this going to go through. Just hang on without saying, I switched her so, to run our ass on out of here. And that one worked. And that's what I was doing with this one, man. I was just like... You know, when the smoke cleared and the noise quiet, the noise quieted some, it just reminded me of just how poor this teacher was. And it doesn't matter what grade level it was, you know. But it happened to be first grade. You know what I mean? It's just like, not that fifth graders should, you know, are better equipped to handle shitty teachers. No one should be subjected to it. But damn, first grade? Like, they still got that spark, man. Ugh. Anyway... Even when you have a long list of priorities, don't use strategies like this as a main strategy, right? I definitely put pen to paper on some people, but I hadn't got around to this teacher. And so I went to this bootleg finagling, uh, leadership finagling, as I call it, but I'm not recommending it as common practice It's bootleg as hell. And once again, I, I say this empathizing with the role of the principalship. I know you got a lot on you, and so I'm not I'm not talking to you from on high, telling you that, you know, you got to make sure every underperforming staff member is out of there. I'm just saying it's got to be it's got to be on your radar, and whether you're doing with Doctor, I can't say her name from the school down the damn street did to me passing her trash this way or we passed the trash by grade level or department, right? Uh, third grade served it, it. three years with this teacher. Now you're going to move over to, 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 to fifth grade and let them serve their sentence. That that's That's not good either. That's not good either. So just don't settle for that. I know sometimes we are saddled with that as a result, and I was, but don't settle for it don't settle for it as a default move because ultimately you're putting that teacher in front of kids who will never be all they can be for that next year with a teacher who will never be all she can be for those students and while it's not good for either students or teachers the teacher's already got a career got a job, got opportunities it's the kids who suffer most and they're often the ones who can least afford it Start with the crown. Leaders, if you're interested in how to embed equity on your campus, make it a part of your school's DNA and ensure equity, excellence, and achievement for all students, regardless of background. If you want to know how to dismantle ability groups, and make high levels of learning happen for every student, pick up Ruthless Equity, my brand new book. It will be out in mid-January. If you want to learn more about it, go to RuthlessEquity.com. That's RuthlessEquity.com. On the next episode of the Unfold the Soul, Bless His Heart Leadership Podcast, we are reminded of the power of visible leadership. You've been listening to the Unfold the Soul Bless His Heart podcast with Ken Williams. For more information about Ken, visit unfoldthesoul.com.